Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective, and today we're looking at some fan fiction. That's right, we're looking at some Eclipse-inspired fan fiction, focusing all around the tent. What was the most exciting part of Eclipse? The tent. And what inspired a million fanfics? The tent scene. Okay, so let me tell you about the fanfic called Pitching Tense, and that's tense, T-E-N-S-E. Oh, great bit of wordplay. The author is Uranus underscore rising, and I found this at archiveofourown.org. And the summary is, things get steamy in a tale of fire and ice, and that's tale, T-A-I-L. I don't think that is an on-purpose pun. I do believe that's a typo. Will Jacob finally act on his true desires? Will Edward tame this alpha? Will Bella find out the truth? This story is what really happened in the tent before the newborn battle in Eclipse. Oh, sign me up. I read that and I said, that's perfect. That's just what I wanted. Some of the other fanfic I was looking at was disturbing to say the least. So I think we're in good territory here. So it starts by saying chapter one, which is interesting because there's only the one chapter. (laughs) I don't know if this was intended to be a longer series, but I think it was written quite a number of years ago. So I I don't think it progressed past chapter one. It says, it was dark out in the misty Forks forest. And that's Forks with a lowercase f. But the tent was cozy inside. Okay, so it's a cozy tent. I thought it was meant to be chillingly cold, but it's a cozy tent. And Bella's narrating, she says, I noticed the sleeping bag was slowly being shoved aside with Jacob's vascular phalanges. Okay. All right. Why say arms, strong arms, when you can say vascular phalanges? Love that. This is everything I've wanted from a fanfic. His glowing skin, emitting heat and radiating wolf pheromones. (laughs) Oh. I could feel something moving around, sharp, rigid, freezing. I gasped. The air was quaking with anticipation. A rustle disturbed the otherwise silent glances between them. What is happening? Jacob grasped my arm and dragged me towards him. Vaulting over me, I stumbled. Typical. (laughs) I love how she's like, typical. My eyes returned to gaze towards my love and I was surprised at the scene that met them. Yeah, I I think Stephanie Meyer wrote this. Two low growls rumbled. 
one from the Wolfman, one from Dracula. My nipples hardened. Oh, stick a fork in me. I'm done. This is everything I've ever wanted. I love that we're just referring to Edward as Dracula and Jacob as the Wolfman. And then we switch to Edward's POV. And so I'm assuming (sighs) Bella's asleep now, even though her nipples were hard, like just a second ago, she's now asleep. Because Edward's saying, is Bella asking Jacob? And Jacob nods. Why Edward has to ask Jacob a question at all when he can just read Jacob's mind, I'm, I'm not too sure. But he says, his thoughts are driving me crazy. And so then Edward says, you dirty dog. And, but, but says it in a chuckling way. So I think he's, I, I'm reading into a lot of it here because it's not really written out, but I think Jacob's having dirty, sexy thoughts. And Edward's like, oh, you scamp, <laughs> you lovable scamp. Or maybe Jacob's having the dirty, sexy thoughts about Edward because then Jacob says, do you suck anything other than blood? And he says, maybe I do. Okay, so hard nipple Bella must be asleep because then they inch together and Jacob is brushing his veiny hands along Edward's narrow waist. (laughs) Veiny hands, his vascular phalanges. I had never felt like this with Bella, irresistible desire controlling me. It was intoxicating. I stuck my tongue to my lip, licking them, then grinning at his quickly swelling bulge. Okay, I reached my hand to... (laughs) I reached... I haven't read this yet, so this is (laughs) a new experience for me. I reached my hand to my throbbing member, which pulsed with anticipation. So much anticipation in this one chapter story. And then Jacob covered my lips with his rough, living fingertips. And he said, slow down, we can't rush this. I love that <laughs> because he's alive, he's got living fingertips. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, well, what next? Maybe Edward will want to drink Jacob's blood if he's that turned on. And he says, all I wanted was to shove him down and sink my teeth. And I'm thinking, oh, like, yeah, drink his blood. But no, sink my teeth into his pulsating dick with a capital D. So I used my inhuman speed to catch his cock with my venoming mouth. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, with my venoming mouth. (laughs) Oh God, this is something else. And so then Jacob's alpha instincts fought back, um, demanding to assert his dominance, they flipped positions. (laughs) And I was just, again, I'm sorry, but I'm reading a sentence and I think it's gonna go one way. At the start of the sentence says, I could see the wild look. And I was like, oh, the wild look in his eyes, of course. But then I finish it and it says, I could see the wild look in his dick. (laughs) I could see the wild look in his dick. His dick had a wild look. Oh my God. And now my favorite bit, my favorite bit. This is too good. He says, a drop of pre-cum beaded out through his jorts. They actually said jorts. I joke all the time that Jacob wears jorts and and this fanfic is on board. Oh, and then the, the drop of pre-cum slid down his muscular knee. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Then Edward says, I drank every droplet of salty snot-like liquid. Snot-like. Okay. I don't, I, I snot like that. That's, that's disgusting. It tasted sour. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That kind of took an upsetting turn, didn't it? And then we go to Jacob's POV and he says, my alpha rejoiced. Does that mean Sam? 
Is Sam rejoiced? No. A hot, oh, it's probably a euphemism for his dick. Okay. A hot prickling sensation spread through all the hair that was growing in my pants, which were growing tighter every second. Wait, what? Is it, what? His hair's, the hair in his pants is growing tighter. Uh, not too, I don't know what that's about. Oh no, he's, he's turning into a wolf. He's turning into a wolf because then he says, Edward's eyes flashed in anticipation, there's that word again, at the tail growing from behind. I, I, I think it's a literal werewolf tail. It's not a euphemism for dick. Oh, maybe not. Are they now going to, is Edward now going to have sex with Jacob in wolf form? Is this a bestiality story? What, if, what, if, what am I reading? Because then Edward says, I don't see a collar. I might have to take you to pound town which is a hilarious play on words in regards to pound. And then Jacob says he tries to utter a comeback, but as his face elongated, he could only emit snarls and growls. So yeah, I do think he's becoming a wolf. And then Edward, we go to his POV again. Oh, I'm getting whiplash. Meanwhile, hard nipple Bella still sound asleep, apparently. (laughs) Edward's POV. So he says, I looked up to see his full transformation in all its terrifying glory. They're still in the tent. Is this transformation not ripping the tent to shreds? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. His raging furry wolf dick mm, grows so hard that it makes his jorts explode into smithereens. Okay. The jorts bit I'm enjoying, but I don't, I don't really like the bestiality turn that this has taken. Oh, and then Edward, he says, a nagging voice inside my head worried for Bella, who was now exposed to the elements. So yeah, the the tent has been torn to shreds and and cold Bella, cold, hard nippled Bella, she's exposed to the elements. (laughs) Oh, but the thought of Bella freezing to death was overshadowed by the chorus outcries of the now mentally connected pack of wolves in Jacob's animal mind. So now there's, all of them are involved. And Edward freezes, cringing at the thought of their exposure. And he says, oh no, I could only just handle one horny wolf. And then he says, I go near his backside, give him a spank and drag him by the tail into the cold, wet snow. And he says, bad boys don't get treats. What? And then Jacob's lunging at him and he's like, I've got to tame the alpha. I need human Jacob back. I caught him using his own momentum against him. Track... (laughs) Trapping him between the two hardest woods, the forests and my own. Okay, this is top tier writing. So to calm him, I caressed his chest only to find his peaked wolf nipples. Wow, all right. I wrapped my long pianist Pianist fingers around his still human cock. Oh, so he's only half transformed? Oh, Oh, what is this? What is going on here? Is a wolf with a human dick? Oh, okay. Let me just say, let me just say the whole sentence. I wrapped my long pianist fingers around his still human cock and like a shake weight, (laughs) I finished him with superhuman speed. (laughs) Like a shake weight. This is the best thing I've ever read. He says, ramping up to 500 PPS and then in brackets, pumps per second. (laughs) And he says, usually I only use 400 PPS on myself. Gosh, we're learning a lot. We are learning a lot. 
And then Jacob's face crumpled and long white ribbons sailed into the cold air, freezing instantly. Oh, wow, he's, he's ejaculated into the air and it's frozen instantly. It's that cold. And he was in wolf form, but with a human tear. Images I never thought would be in my head are now in my head. And then, okay, we go back to Bella's POV and surprise, surprise, she's awake because she's exposed to the elements and freezing. And she says, I knew I couldn't ignore this. It was time to investigate. I creeped out of what was left of the tent door, peering out a sharp icicle tore. (laughs) Okay. Peering out a sharp icicle tore through my cheek at speed. She just got impaled by a frozen cum icicle spear. Wow. Wow. And this caused her cheek to bleed and her womanhood to throb. All right. And then she sees the scene in front of her, which is Jacob's deflating form falling at Edward's feet, his hands still clawing at Edward's thighs. And that's the end of the chapter and uh, supposedly the whole story. But I tell you what, I'm clamoring for a sequel. I am clamoring for a chapter two. I'm going to go track down this Uranus rising person and say, please give me another one because... Because there was a, a lot of language in there that just really tickled me. And I saw, <laughs> and then I found another one, which again, I haven't read, but I know it's about the tent scene. And this one is by I What Ao Sit Talk. All right. Well, it's by Ao What Would Sit Talk. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And apparently this one is their reinvention of the tent scene from Eclipse. But the story has erotic, sexual and adult themes relating to a menage a trois between Bella, Edward and Jacob. Sign me up. Hopefully Bella's not just getting stabbed with frozen cum this time. Maybe she should be a little bit more involved. 
So it's called the tent scene and it starts saying, the wind lashed the tent, causing it to shake precariously. And there's a lantern that's throwing shadows across the tent and the light casts some of the shadows on Edward's face. And even through the cold, her breath catches in her throat. And Belle is saying, every time I thought I'd become accustomed to the perfection of his face, a new angle would present itself. Okay, so this person's really captured Stephanie Meyer's writing quality. Stephanie's always talking about how pretty Edward is. So yeah, she's captured that quite well, this author. So because she's staring at him, he's like, what is it? Do you need another blanket? And she says, I didn't need another blanket. I doubted another blanket would make the situation any better. And so she's chattering. She's getting rocked by violent tremors. And Edward's freaking out. He's like, what can I do? What can I do? And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Very similar to the book. And then she's scolding herself. This author has captured Stephanie Meyer and the character of Bella. She's always scolding herself. So she's scolding herself. Focus, focus on something, anything but the cold. Focus on Edward. So then she just stares at Edward and just describes how pretty he is again. The way his broad chest tapered down to a narrow waist. The curve of his shoulders sculpted like a statue created by a Greek master. The perfect line of his jaw framing plump pouting lips. But you know what? Just focusing on someone's beauty does not stop you from being cold, apparently, because then she's still chattering and she's still fucking freezing. And then she hears the tent get unzipped and Jacob comes in and he's like, what's going on? And Edward's like, we have it under control. And Jacob says, yeah, it looks like you've got it under control. And then Jacob must have thought something because then Edward's responding saying no. And Jacob's like, she's freezing. So then Bella's looking at Jacob at the entrance to the tent and she's thinking, Oof, that's a man. She says, he was wearing his usual cut-off shorts and nothing else. Oh, the jorts are back. And she says, it was times like these that I was glad Edward couldn't read my mind. The places my thoughts traveled when I saw Jacob were anything but innocent. Okay, we're getting a bit of spice now. So far, it had pretty much just been a play-by-play of the book. But now, we're getting some spice. So Jacob moves towards Edward. Edward throws his hand around Jacob's throat, holding him back. And so with every reserve of energy she has, she gets up and she puts herself between them. And she's like, stop, stop it. And then they turn on her in surprise, like they'd forgotten she'd existed. And Jacob's like, I want to help, you need warmth. And so then she says, yes, warmth, heat, I need warmth or I'll die. And so then Edward's like, fine, fine. So Edward goes back to his corner and Jacob starts moving towards her. And she's like, oof, this man, he looks so good. She says he was beautiful. His skin was a shade of brown so luminescent it had to be called bronze. Okay, I prefer that than russet. And so then she reaches out to him, wanting to be warm, but also wanting to touch him. And so he starts hugging her and she's letting out a sigh of contentment. And Edward's like, fuck this. So he lies her down back in the sleeping bag. And she says, it ended up with me on my back and him on top. Our faces only inches apart. Okay, I... I do think, you know, in the book and in the movie, you'd, you'd spoon, you'd do a sideways spoon. You wouldn't just like lie on top of her. And Edward has the same thought because he says, okay, enough. This isn't necessary to warm her up. And Jake's like, I don't hear any complaints. And so then Bella, she puts her hands against his chest and she says, look, Jake, I know you want to be with me, but I want to be with Edward more, okay? And so then Jacob, he says, what if, um, what if you could be with both of us? And she says, like shared custody? Mm, That's not going to work. Of course, even fanfic Bella's the slowest on the uptake. (laughs) Uh, 
And it's like, no, he doesn't mean shared custody. He means a menage. And Jacob says, not with us both separately, with us both at the same time, simultaneously. And so Bella immediately is thinking, hell yeah. But she's like, oh, how do I play this with Edward? So glad he can't read my mind. But before she says anything, Edward looks at her and he goes, you want this? And then he goes, of course you do. Who doesn't want to eat their cake and have it too? And she's thinking, Jack freaking pot. And she's like, okay, all right. She's like, I'll just play it cool. And she's like, oh, you you sure you're good with this? And he says, if this is what will make you happy. And she's sort of thinking, is this a trick? Is he trying to trap me? Which I wouldn't put it past Edward, but no. But then she's like, okay, well, let's just do it. So then she rolls on top of Jake and straddles his waist. And she slides her hand slowly up his chest, letting herself feel him in ways she had never dared. And immediately he begins stripping her clothes off. Okay, we forgot the purpose of the exercise was to warm her up and stop her from getting hypothermia, but okay. She says, within a few seconds, only my white lace bra remained. (laughs) And then she looks over at Edward and she goes, well, aren't you going to join us? And so then he's, boom, he's there like a lightning bolt. And now she's facing Edward instead of Jacob. So he's spun her around and he's kissing her and he's taking her bra off. So then she's kissing Edward's chest whilst being embraced from behind by Jacob. And Jacob's hands are fondling and cupping her breasts and then massaging her nipples. Meanwhile, okay, I don't know what this means. Edward pressed himself along my front, kissing down my collarbone to my upper mounds. Upper mounds, are they they boobs? Would you call a boob an upper mound? I don't know what a lower mound, oh, a lower mound? Is that a butt? I don't know, I don't know mounds. I don't think in mounds, but okay, let's just, oh no, Jake's cupping the boobs, so I don't know what, what he's kissing, an upper mound. Let's just say shoulders. He's kissing her shoulders. And she says, I was caught between fire and ice. Hate seared at my back, cold bit at my front, and my head swam in multicolored bliss. I'm going to say it. This is better writing than Stephanie Meyer. I'm, I'm hooked. I feel like I'm there. And so they keep speed moving her around and she just looks up and then all of a sudden she's facing Jacob again and she's getting dizzy and she's like, oh, they got to stop spinning me around like this. And so Jacob, he grabs the front of her jeans and with both hands pulling in opposite directions, he shreds them. He just like rips one half of the jeans that direction, the other half of the jeans in the other direction. And the, the denim's shredded, exposing the lace panties that had matched the bra. This is all very, you know, like hot and sexy in the moment. But afterwards, what's she going to get changed into? She's, she's freezing in the middle of a blizzard. And, we, and we're not going to put her in another pair of jeans. So then she yanks open the button of Jacob's shorts, his little jorts, and works them down over his hips. And she says, immediately, I noticed he wasn't wearing anything under the jorts. Another inch lower and his hard, thick length spilled out fully erect. All right, that's a lot of words. That's a mouthful, if you will. And then someone's shredding her underwear off. Okay, we're just really just getting some fast fashion here. Just really tearing clothes apart and not upcycling and re-wearing them. I don't know about this. So she's totally nude and getting spun around to face Edward. And she says, I was getting pretty dizzy. And Edward's like, well, what about me? So then she's reaching down and undoing his pants. Okay, you know what? Like menage a trois are meant to be like super sexy and exciting, but this seems repetitive because she's just doing 
one thing to that guy and then doing it again to the other guy. <laughs> and they're just trading jobs at this point. So then she slides his pants over his hips, letting them fall to the floor. As per what she did to Jacob, then she says, I dropped to my knees face to face with his penis. Okay, well, it's not face to face if you're not facing another face. If you're facing a penis, that's just not face to face. That's face to penis. And then, okay, well, then she says, like everything else about him, it was like living granite. I took the head in my mouth. Okay, yeah. Flicking it with her tongue. And he likes it. Okay, well, that's nice. Oh, but then he likes it so much. He cries out and his back arched. And she says, that small thrust of his hips carried enough force that I would have been tossed onto my back across the side of the tent if Jake had not been there to catch her. Oh my God, you've really got to be careful making love to Edward Cullen. So then Edward, I believe, is straddling over her and she can feel his length pressed against her stomach. All right. And she's rolling her abdominals against his throbbing shaft, apparently. Oh no, that was Jacob. Okay, that was Jacob doing that. And then with a flash of motion, Jacob's now beside her and Edward's straddling her. And Edward is pressing his length against her crouch. I think it's meant to be crotch, but I'm, okay, reading the text and it says crouch. So they're bumping hips together. And she says, I buried my face in his neck, breathing in his own brand of perfume. He always smelled like sugar, if only sugar had a smell. What the f- If only he'd smelled- He smelled like sugar, even though sugar doesn't have a smell, she says. I think Stephanie Meyer wrote this. This- This is exactly how Stephanie Meyer would write a sex scene. Okay, so just as Edward's tip found her opening, (laughs) another blur of motion and Jake was atop of me. Again, they're just- They're just swapping jobs. I was kind of hoping it would be a bit more, you know, Edward and Jacob action as well. But it sort of seems like they're just taking turns. Oh, well, you know, each to their own. Compared to the previous story, this is seeming pretty vanilla. But, you know, we already had half wolf, half man, bestiality, vampire sex with frozen cum icicles. So, I mean, anything after that seems pretty tame, doesn't it? All right, so then Jacob is finding a rhythm and is inside of her and he's found her G-spot, which is great. Good, good work, Jacob. That's another tick in the team Jacob column. He found the G-spot real quick and the rhythm was too fast, superhuman. She couldn't comprehend it. It was just a constant wave of sensation, bringing her screaming and clawing and then he's coming and she says, me too. And then she feels him release inside of her. And she says, he prepared to shove in one final time, the thrust that would have brought me as well. Suddenly he was gone, the long, thick length of him replaced by an icy organ. An icy organ. And she (laughs) she says, the Arctic contrast was enough to stall my orgasm. Okay. All right. And then he says, you'll come for me. He said loud enough so Jacob would hear. I don't, I don't think Jacob's going to feel that jealous in this instance. Jacob was just inside of her three seconds ago. I think he'll be okay on the jealousy front just this once. And so she says, Edward goes to town. Jacob had been fast, but vampires were faster. She says, each retraction and my body was momentarily brought airborne. And then with each thrust, 
Her body was slammed hard into the earth. This doesn't sound that comfortable. And she's thinking, you know what? Maybe Edward had been right. It was too dangerous for a human and a vampire. Maybe he would kill me. (laughs) Oh God, this got dark real quick, didn't it? And then she's like, well, it did still feel good. And then her throat was hoarse from screaming. That's H-O-R-S-E. So I think she's neighing or something. Oh my God. And then also because she's in such pleasure and pain, she's clawing her fingernails against his back. But because he's a vampire, (laughs) she's not breaking the skin. His marble skin is breaking her nails. (laughs) What a rough trot. And then finally she comes and she, oh my God, I bucked so hard against his immovable form that I knew I had bruised myself further against his body. Nah, nah, this is too much. No pleasure can be worth that pain, babe. You're not going to be able to walk the next day. You're going to be bruised for weeks. You're like a peach. And then Edward releases into her and then the world went black. Yeah, she passed out because she really just copped a beating, didn't she? And she says, I awoke to find my vision ringed with blackness and spotted with starbursts. Had blood vessels in my eyes rupture? Okay, had blood vessels in my eyes rupture. We'll say ruptured. Had blood vessels in my eyes ruptured? Did I care? No. Okay, she's going to need to check herself into a hospital. This sounds bad. And so Jacob's over her being like, are you okay? Did he hurt you? And she goes, nah, I'm great. And Jake says, I couldn't get him off you. He was going too fast and you were hitting the ground so hard. And she's like, mate, (laughs) I'm I'm good. She's like, I just want to have a cigarette. And she says, it's okay, Jake. It was perfect. You were both perfect. And she says, yeah, they had both been phenomenal, but together they were perfect. The experience was completely sublime. I don't know about that. I'd have some notes. I'd say, Edward, maybe slow down. Maybe don't bang me into the hard ground. So then they're all canoodling. Bella's the meat in their sandwich. She says, we fit together like three puzzle pieces. Okay, well, it's not a very hard puzzle, is it? (laughs) It's just a three piece puzzle. She says, oh, this was meant to be. This is what had been missing. This had been the source of my anxiety, trying to choose between them, when the solution was to choose both. How obvious. And Edward's like, yeah, that was perfect. I'm surprised Edward came around to this idea so quickly, but he enjoyed himself. None of that talk about sinning before getting married and all that nonsense. The immortal soul and all of that, that got left on the cutting room floor of this fanfic erotica. And she says, yeah, I will have my cake and eat it too. And Jake's like, oh, so I can look forward to this again, can I? And she goes, oh, you better believe it. Again and again and again and again. And that's the end. But she wrote the end with a question mark on the end of it. And I'm here to tell you, no, that was the end. It's not a question because it's been 12 years and she hasn't written a sequel. But what she did write was bloody thrilling. I I will say I preferred the first one, Pitching Tense, mainly because of the use of language. I mean... If you can work phalanges into a story, I'm on board. So I hope that didn't creep you out too much, but I thought I'd just slip in a little bonus episode and I will see you guys in a few days for the start of The Da Vinci Code. Get hyped, get lit. Also on Patreon, we're just starting up the Maze Runner coverage and I did a bonus episode over on the Patreon as well, looking at the 365 Days This Day movie. That's the sequel to the book that I read on Patreon last year. 365 Days is this Polish erotica knockoff of Fifty Shades of Grey. It's about a mafia boss who got shot and was in a coma 
And he had a vision of this woman in his coma that he called his angel. And then he just like stumbles across a lookalike. And he's like, oh, that's my angel. I need to have her. So he just kidnaps her. (laughs) And he says, oh, I'm going to kidnap you for 365 days. And if you don't fall in love with me after a year, then you can go back to Poland. And then guess what? She falls in love with him and they just root. That's essentially the plot, just them rooting around everywhere. And the movie is done by Netflix and you can see why Netflix is in trouble. If you had to pinpoint to a Netflix project that would signal its demise, overspending shitty source material, it's this. Oh, it's so bad, but it's so enjoyable to dissect and make fun of. So that's over on the Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash breaking down bad books for access. You can gain access for $3 a month. And there are new episodes every week. And so I'm starting Maze Runner. But you can also access all the old episodes of 365 Days, 50 Shades Darker, and Insurgent. And while I'm chatting, I may as well ask you guys to leave a review or a rating. If you haven't yet, that would be super appreciated. And as always, reach out to me with any bad book suggestions. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.